Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kreit. Let's get started right away. What's up, everyone? I'm live today with Chris Capri. What's up, Chris? How are we doing, Etienne? Perfect. Awesome to see you here. And we'll have, I think, Ken join us later. But today we'll talk about a couple of things. I know you're really good in price action. People have a lot of questions about that. But most importantly, I think neuroscience, we've seen a lot of breakthroughs in that in a couple of years. We've been working on that a lot, which I think is awesome. And then hedge funds, a lot of people ask about training for people, which I think you have a solution for that, something people can go through and be able to grow the capital. So we'll talk about that more, but give a bit of background about yourself, tell people who you are, what you do, just a bit of background so they get where you're at and where you're from and stuff. Sure. So I've been trading since 2001, so I've seen every financial crisis over the last 18 years. And I was a broker on Wall Street for FXCM. And I actually, in 2005, I was rated the number one broker for FXCM. So I did everything under the sun at FXCM. And I really used it as an opportunity to learn about the industry from the inside out. While I was at FXCM, I was introduced to various hedge funds. And one of them kind of took a liking to me and they hired me. In 2006, that was JNF Hedge Fund, and I traded for them for a year. And I was not only a trader for them, but I was also a trainer. So I helped to train the new recruits who were going to trade for the hedge fund. And then after I left them in 2007, I started Second Skies Forks because I felt like I felt like I had a unique perspective on the market. I've been training in neuroscience since the university, which I graduated in 99. So I've been studying neuroscience for 20 years. And my focus in neuroscience was human learning and memory. How can we improve human learning and memory? How can we improve your brain's performance? And I've also been practicing yoga and meditation for 18 years. I've completed a one-year meditation retreat. And I've also completed several one-month retreats, 150 weekend retreats. So when you put all those things together, I feel like I have kind of a unique perspective in training that nobody really in the industry has. There may be somebody who's a trader who has training in neuroscience. There may be somebody who's a trader who's trained in meditation, but nobody has those three and nobody has close to the depth of experience in terms of meditation practice and that kind of training that I have. So, you know, I felt like, wow, I have a unique perspective on the market and I want to teach that. And I want to train people to trade that way and think that way. So that they trade and perform any from that perspective, from that training. And so that's when I created Second Skies Forks in 2007. And, you know, we're like one of the highest rated courses on Forex Peace Army. And I think that's for a reason. And I think that's because we approach trading from a very different perspective. Because I had this neuroscience training, you know, for 20 plus years, I have always envisioned that neuroscience and technological tools can be used to improve human performance. And so Ken Madonich of NeuroTrader and I had been introduced through a mutual client that we had. And after talking with Ken for 30 minutes, it was just immediately clear, like this guy and I have to work together. We are doing the exact same thing, but we're coming from two different perspectives, two different trainings, but we're going for the same result, which is to help traders become professional traders that trade for a living, that trade from home. But we do it through using the neuroscience tools that we have, biodata and AI and technology to help create peak performing traders. And that's 
what we've done. And part of our mission involved in that in launching this training program is that we wanted to also create a hedge fund, a vehicle so that traders can come into our program. And if they meet the basic qualifications, which is a pretty low bar for entry, they can trade for a hedge fund. They'll get funded. They can trade from home all using our unique technology. And so I feel very excited about this because to me, the state of the trading education industry has kind of gone stale. You really don't see anything new being created out there and you see the focus on the same things, strategies, online courses, really just pumping a lot of information, but nobody's building skills, nobody's monitoring biodata in real time, and nobody's using technological tools, neuroscientific tools, to help turn you into a peak performing trader. And let's face it, we've all had the experience of revenge trading. You and I have had that. Yeah. Fear of missing out, not yeah. pulling the trigger, being emotional while trading, you know, maybe angry or upset at ourselves for not, you know, pulling the trigger on that trade. We didn't pull the trigger, it was a perfect setup. And then we watched the trade go on, hit our profit target, and now we're mad at ourselves. And so now we're bringing emotions into the process. We've all had the experience of having psychological or biological experiences affect our trading and derail it. And we feel we have the technology to change that, to completely transform how trading education and how training is done through the use of biodata and AI to help train you to become a peak performing trader. And so as a training mentor, uh, my goal is always the same. It's to use the best tools and the best approach to build skills and a mindset so that you can trade for a living from home, regardless of what kind of income you have, regardless of what kind of financial background you have, education, it doesn't matter. We want to train you to become a peak performing trader. That's our goal. That's our job as a mentor. And so we've created this unique program that there is nothing like this in the world. There is no technology out there right now. There is no platform that is using biodata and AI to monitor your performance in real time. And we feel 100% confident that this is going to be the future of trading and training. And that in five, 10 years from now, the concept of trading without using biodata or without using technological tools like this to improve your trading won't exist, that that will be the baseline, that will be the standard in the industry. And we're launching the first program ever to do this. So it's a super exciting time because this is kind of a 20 year dream of mine that I had way back when I was a neuroscience student of using neuroscience and technological tools to help improve human performance. I'm of the belief that everybody has a potential to perform at a better level than they are now, that they're not performing at an optimal state, most likely. And if they were, it would be reflected in their performance, but they're not having that experience. And so I am of the belief that we can improve your performance, human performance, performance of your brain, of your mind and your body through the use of biodata and AI and wearable technology. And so that's what we're doing. And it's the most exciting time for me in an 18-year career. I've been excited at many points in my career. You know, the first time I made $25,000 on a single trade, that was an exciting moment. The first time I ever made $50,000 on a trade, that was an exciting moment. The first time I started managing money, that was an exciting moment. The first time I started turning traders profitable, those are exciting moments. But this one 
completely eclipses it because it's something that I've been thinking about for over 20 years. And as someone who before I even was a trader, I was thinking about something like this. And yep. so I'm just super excited about this. And um, I'm really looking forward to creating a whole new generation of traders. It's a different thing. And I want people to understand the fact that it's gone a bit far to think that you can just look at, at strategies and focus on what you like people focused like 20 years ago and still succeed yes. today. Like it's 2018. So I want you to talk about the importance of like why you cannot focus only on strategies or only on maybe even like mindset hack people have. Why do you need more than that to succeed, in your opinion? This is an excellent question. So you cannot separate your mind and your body, and you cannot separate your mindset from your performance. Your mindset and your training and the things that go through your head that you think, your your psychophysiology, your biological reactions, they are all going to affect your performance. Just as they do an athlete on the football or soccer field, they're going to affect you as a trader. Ken and I believe that trading is a peak performance sport and it needs to be treated like that. And so you can ram all the strategies into someone's mind all you want. You can give them all the videos you want, and it's not going to make them a better trader because, one, your thoughts, your dispositions, your beliefs about money, about success, about confidence in your trading skills, they're all going to affect your decision-making processes in real time. We're not athletes in the sense that we're not throwing a football or kicking a soccer ball and how fast we run or how accurately we shoot or how well we pass determines our performance. No, we're traders. We're sitting in front of a computer and everything that we do is all based upon the decisions we make. And therefore, everything that goes through your mind, the neurological states that you're in is going to affect your performance. There's no way around it. And so you can teach people strategies, but if they don't have the mindset to execute those strategies, or to manage their emotions in real time, or to manage the doubts that they have, or the nervousness, or the fears, or the worries, or the excitement, then it's going to derail your performance. And so it doesn't really matter the strategies you teach because there's that other component. And we've seen this in sports. We've seen people who were great athletes but never reached their potential because they had certain mindset issues. They had certain psychological issues that they never overcame. And so strategies by themselves are necessary but not sufficient. You have to have training in risk management. You have to understand what it is to be able to execute consistently day in, day out, regardless of all the emotions that you feel. I feel emotions when I trade. I experience biological reactions when I trade. But the difference between me and someone else is that I don't let those things dominate or derail my decision-making process. And most struggling traders do. And that's understandable because you have to train to not let those things derail your process, just like an athlete has to. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, they experience emotions while they're on the pitch. They experience emotions when they miss a shot. You can see it. You know, when they miss a shot, they're, and they're like cursing the gods, you know, and then they may be angry. Maybe they're hitting the ground. These are the best players in the world at what they do. And even they experience performance anxiety. And that's really what it comes down to, performance anxiety. To be a trader, you have to perform. You have to execute. 
And when you do those things, you're going to experience anxiety. And that anxiety is going to come up in biological and neurological and psychophysiological reactions. And if you can't manage that, you're not going to make money. You're going to make bad decisions. And, you know, we see this in sports. The whole idea of what is called a clutch performer is actually a misunderstanding of what a clutch performer is. You know, so a clutch performer in sports is someone who, when the game's on the line, there's like two minutes left, they have to go down the field and score a goal, or they have to, you know, throw a touchdown pass or whatever it is. The science is very clear. The data is very clear that it's not that the clutch performer is performing above his baseline. He's not like outshining his normal baseline. He's actually performing slightly under his baseline. But the difference is, is that everybody else who's experiencing that same performance anxiety is performing way under their baseline. He's managing most of that. And because of that, he's way ahead of everybody else. So he's clutch because he's managing performance anxiety. But people who are clutch in those clutch moments of the game, their accuracy doesn't increase. The you know types of throws that they make don't increase or types of shot they make don't get better. It's just that they're not experiencing the performance anxiety like everybody else is down here. And so because of that, they're performing better than everybody else on the field. And that's why they look like a clutch athlete. And the same goes for trading. If a professional athlete like Lionel Messi or Cristiano, people have done tens of thousands of more hours at their sport than we have in trading. If they experience performance anxiety, you better damn well believe you as a trader are going to as well. And so the real key is, how do you manage that? And that's why we're using wearable technology and biodata and AI to help you manage that so that we can teach you when you are in those clutch moments and when you're not so that you can be like, hey, you know, I want to pull the trigger, but my platform is telling me I'm off right now. So I need to back off. Or maybe we automate the platform so that when the platform recognizes you are in a really bad state right now, it just doesn't even pass through your trades to the broker. It just says, we're shutting you off or we're going to mitigate your risk and reduce your position sizing. These are tools that nobody else has right now. And if I had had the opportunity to have these tools when I first started out trading, I probably would have paid a million dollars for it because it could have saved me that much money. And so that's really what we're doing here in this program. It's awesome. Really interesting. Like, uh, and like, uh, things sitting in the chat. What I want to focus on now, and if you guys have any questions, comment below in the chat. I'll make sure to answer your question at any point. We'll go through that. So what I want to hear about is you went to trading for other people, trading for investors at some point. What did you have to do before to get to that point? Track record. I had to build a track record. And then I had to show them my track record. Look, here's my numbers. Here's my statements. This is it. It's clear as day. I had turned $3,000 into $83,000 in six months. And could I do that now? No, because part of the reason why I did that was because I didn't understand risk management back then. You know, if I was trading with the same risk variables I did now, I wouldn't turn 83 in, or 3,000 into 83,000 in six months. I was winging it in terms of risk management, and that's because I was untrained. But I did go on a six-month winning streak. And so at the end of that, you know, my friends and people who had money were like, wow, you know, we're, we're kind of impressed with what's happening with your trading. You know, we knew this was a, like a passion of yours, but now you're doing it. And so once I showed them the statements, it was easy to get capital. You know, so when I look at it, when I look at that experience, I had to, I was, if I could have chosen to do that all over again, 
I would have chosen actually to not manage money and not take money because I know how untrained I was back then. And I wouldn't allow that person today to take money. Um, even if they were a student of mine, I still wouldn't give them money because that person, that version of me back then wasn't following certain risk management rules, wasn't remotely trained as well in terms of reading different contextual environments as I went back then. In some sense, it was partially easy to make money back then because that was a time period where the interest rate cycles, we had the 2001 crash, Fed brought interest rates down super low, but then after things stabilized, they just went on an interest rate cycle from like 1% to 4%. And so there were a lot of pairs that were trending in a very clear way. And so if you had bought two out of every three days, you probably would have made money. So in some sense, I was kind of a product of my environment, but I was also fearless at that time. So there was a difference there. But today I would do it completely differently. There's no way I would have repeated that cycle again. Even though I am where I am today, I still would do it differently. That's awesome. But I think winning the ends of the right trader could make a big difference. It can help you also learn some things. Is there something you learn yourself through that experience of like training for other people or the things that you had to learn at this point? So at the end of that six-month period, I had had kind of a, a coming to Jesus moment, as they would say, even though I'm not really just, I'm just using that phrase. I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but I remember it. I, so I would trade two sessions, basically. I would trade the London Open just before it. I would start about an hour before it. So I was on the West Coast. So I, at 11 o'clock at night, I was there about an hour before the London Open. And I was noticing certain patterns in the price action as the market transitioned from the Asian session to the London session. So I was trading that for a couple hours to about 1, 1.30 a.m. And then I was picking trades that were kind of swing trades as well. So I was day trading the London session, but then I was picking swing trades on top of it that I would only trade the four majors. And I was like, okay, I like these patterns. I like these trends. I like these charts. So I'm going to buy here, sell here. And this is what I was doing. It was based upon price action using a line chart. And so one night, I placed my largest trade to date, and I was pretty overconfident in myself at that point. I was not accurately assessing my skills. And I traded too big a position size, and the trade went against me really fast, and I had lost $25,000 in 30 minutes. So I went from like 83 to like 50 in blink of an eye. And so that kind of shook me up, and it actually... It actually affected me in a way where I started to doubt myself. Like I really doubted myself. I'd never had a losing experience like that before up to that point. I had six months of winning 70% of my trades. And so all of a sudden to have a loss that had wiped out so much capital so fast was kind of shocking to me. And I didn't handle it well. And I went into then a six-month losing streak. And I went from 83 down to like 25 in no time. And so a lot of everything I made was just gone. And after finally coming out of that period, I said, you know, I need to train. I need to learn more about this. I, I don't know this as well as I think I do. There's a lot more going on to this. And so I took a training course, my first training course back then, and I noticed improvements. And I was learning things about the market that I never was exposed to before. You got to remember in 2001, there was only six websites about trading Forex online. Six. It's crazy. I don't know how many there are now, but probably in the millions. So the amount of information when I started was very limited. And there was only maybe a couple of courses available at that time. 
in only a few books. So it was a new field for retail trading. You know, retail trading and Forex didn't start until 98, 99. So an incredibly new field. And so after the training, my performance improved. And I'd actually taken the course with FXCM. And the trainers in that course said, wow, you know, we're kind of impressed with your results, you know, and it seems like you really understand this. And they just happened to mention that they're hiring. And so, you know, I was like, I want a job. I want to, you know, they were hiring, they were looking for brokers and said, I want to do this. And I interviewed and the day after they called me and said, we want to fly out to Wall Street. We're going to pay for your travel. We're going to give you housing. We want you to come work for us. And that started kind of the second phase of my career, which was working for the brokerage. And it was such a wonderful opportunity because I got to learn so much about the industry from the inside out, not as a trader from the outside, but I got to see the market from the inside out. And that changed the way I approached trading and the markets forever. And it was an education that was totally priceless. And, you know, I took advantage of it. I worked my ass off for that. So then the third phase of my career was trading for the hedge fund. And that was great. But I realized. I'm an independent thinker. You know, I have ideas on my own that I think are far better than what's being offered out there. And you combine that with my neuroscience and my meditation training. And I felt like I want to do this on my own and I want to create a vehicle so that other people can do this as well. And that's when I created Second Skies Forex. So, you know, when I look back upon it, I feel very grateful for the opportunities I was given. But when I look at what I'm doing now, it eclipses all of that by thousands of times. There is no comparison. And so I feel very lucky to be where I am. And I feel like I have an opportunity to pass that on to other people because I don't see myself doing this forever. I see myself in 10 years being gone. Like I'm done. I'm retired. I'll be in my mid fifties by then. Yes, I'm old, but I don't see myself trading much past my fifties. And I don't see myself training much past my 50s. And so I feel like I got 10 more years in this. And I feel like everything that I've worked for for 20 plus years is now arrived at this point. And I feel like this is going to be my best 10 years. And then I can walk away on a high note and, and feel like, wow, I really accomplished something. I've changed the trading industry forever. That's my goal. And so, yeah, it's a great question. Awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome. There was a question by Philip I want to ask you, which is, how do you deal with long periods of no trading, like where you cannot trade for a couple of time? There's a setup for whatever reason. You mean like there's no opportunities in the market? Is that what they're asking? Yeah, I guess it's a question. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Honestly, I, it's kind of a foreign concept to me because, so I'm going to talk about something I talk about in my price action course, which is that this is one thing that professional, all professionals know. You can always tell when somebody is a professional trader because they will talk about the markets in this way. So you cannot make money if you are not in the market. There's no way you can make money if you're not in the market. You can avoid losing money, but you cannot make money in the market. And what that means is, is that the more you are in the market, the more opportunities you have to make money. Now, the more you're out of the market, the less opportunities you have to make money, but you also avoid any, losing any money at that time. So all professionals that I know of, they're in the market 90% of the time. If somebody tells you you shouldn't be in the market right now, 
then what that tells me is one of two things. It either means that they don't trade a wide enough variety of instruments to be able to capitalize on movements because there's no way across several asset classes, across commodities, futures, options, FX, CFDs, stocks, you know, there's no way across all those asset classes that there isn't opportunities to make money. To think that is completely naive. And if somebody tells you that, then you should run from that person because they have no idea what they're talking about. So if somebody's saying there's no opportunities in the market, it either means that they don't understand how to trade various asset classes, or they only trade one asset class in a very limited fashion, and they haven't exposed themselves to other asset classes. So you cannot tell me that there aren't, maybe Forex is slow, maybe the FX market is slow and the volatility is slow, but you can't tell me the same as for stocks. You can't tell me the same as for commodities. You can't tell me the same there isn't for CFDs. What about certain stocks that have great dividends that have very little ranges? You know, they range from $3 to $6 for the last 10 years. Okay, great. Why can't I buy that at the bottom of the range and then collect a dividend from that? Maybe I won't make money on the trade itself. Maybe it'll just chop around and go nowhere, but I'm collecting that dividend the whole way. So there's no way you can tell me there aren't opportunities in the market on a week-by-week basis. And so to that person, I would say the best thing you can do is expand the asset classes that you're into. Before you expand asset classes, though, you have to develop consistency in your execution and your trading. And I'm not saying that you need a consistent equity curve that just goes in a straight line. What I am saying is that you can consistently execute your trading plan, your risk management, and your patterns, the whatever patterns of price action that you trade in the market or whatever technical patterns you trade that those are consistent, that regardless of the emotions you experience, you're going to pull the trigger when your setup comes up. And so that's the first stage of trading. The first stage of trading is a stage of discipline. And the result of that is consistency in your actions. Once you've had that, the next thing you should be doing is increasing position size. But once you've gone vertical and increasing position size, then you need breadth. You need need a, a broad range of assets that you're trading. And so that's what we call the third stage of trading. And I'm writing an article about this in the near future. So the third stage of trading is where you start expanding asset classes so that when your particular asset class that you've been trading right now is in a low volatility environment or there aren't many opportunities, you have other asset classes where the market is moving that you can make money. And so I'm in the market. If there are 240 days of trading a year, I'm in the market about 210 of those. And so when you ask me, what do you do when there's low opportunities? And my advice to you is if you are stable in your asset class and in your skills and in your execution, then the next best thing you can do is to start expanding your asset classes to other assets, other asset classes. And so if it's FX right now, then you may want to check out stocks. You may want to check out commodities. You may want to look at certain CFDs. You may want to look at options. You may want to look at futures. There's plenty. You may want to look at fixed uh, income, which is bonds. So there's plenty of opportunities in various asset classes. So I would say start expanding your asset classes and plan on with the mindset that you need to be in the market 90% of the time. So, I mean, for years, if there are 200 average, 220, 240 trading days a year, I'm in the market about 210. That's just how I am. Because if I'm not in the market, I'm not making money, am I? My capital is my capital is not creating a return. So in some sense, by not creating a return, 
I'm losing money. So by not actively putting that money at risk, I'm losing opportunities. And so when I see these traders are like, oh, you just shouldn't trade right now and now is not the time. And you know, you should just spend a lot of time not being in a trade and not being in the market. It's just complete bullshit, man. Try and go to Wall Street and tell that to a hedge fund manager. Try and go and tell that to a prop firm trader. You know, just try and have that conversation with them, and it will be a very short conversation. They might even laugh at you and tell you you really need to kind of you know change the way you approach markets because you know if you're not putting your capital at risk, then your then your capital is not working for you, and that's the whole point of trading. We trade so we can put our capital at risk, so our money makes money, not us making money at a job at a fixed hourly rate or a fixed salary, because I only make money when I'm working that way. But if I put my capital at risk, my money can make money while I'm sleeping. That's why we trade, so we can make money 24 hours a day. So, you know, if you look at the wealthiest people, they're not making money like nine to five and then they just make no money from five o'clock on. They're making money 24 hours a day. And so, my comment to Phil is start expanding your asset classes if you are consistent and stable in your skills and execution. So, Good question. That's an awesome value pack answer. I love it. So in that stage three, which is expanding the market that you trade, how are you going to go about it? Is it like just looking at the same thing on different markets or is it, do you have to change strategies, adapt and change things or do the same thing over on different markets? Start with observation. Start just first looking at the different markets. So in 2015, 2014, I had kind of come to the place where Phil was, where I was trading a few asset classes. I was trading commodities, FX, and some stocks, but I wasn't really applying my skills in a wide variety of markets. And I realized that I was limiting the opportunities. And so what I did is I started to look at various different asset classes. I started looking at Australian stocks, Russian stocks, Canadian stocks. I started looking more into commodities. I started looking at FX options. I started looking at you know fixed income instruments. And when I spent time just looking at those markets with the same tools and the same kind of mindset around price action and skills around price action that I have to those markets, I just started looking for the markets where I'm like, yeah, that kind of price action I can relate to, I can trade that. And you know, the ones that I didn't, I just didn't trade. And so the first thing you have to do is go into a period of observation where you are observing, just observing the price action of different markets. And you do that so that when you're watching the price action move on the charts, you have a database in your brain of what good charts look like and what bad charts look like. It's in there. And so when you're looking at these different markets, it should start to resonate with you in terms of, hey, this is a price action. This is a chart I can trade. This is an environment I can trade. The way this moves, the volatility, the impulsive moves, the way the trends play themselves out, this is something I can relate to. And it should be pretty clear after a short period of time. So I suggest spending anywhere from one to three months observing in different markets or various other markets and just watching the price action. And eventually it should click. It should become very clear early on. Hey, I've watched this now for a few months. I've also looked at historical charts on this particular instrument. And the price action is something that I can relate to. I see patterns in there that I trade now in this asset class. There's no reason I shouldn't be trading them here. So what somebody should be doing if they are feeling like they're not as active in the markets and they want to increase their activity. It's awesome. And we have Ken from the wine cellar. He's in now. 
Ken, join us. Ken is going through a wine tasting experience right now, and uh, he decided to join us for this interview. So, <laughs> pretty cool. But for, I think Ken, you have like he's muted though. now. So, unmute yourself on the top, and uh, it should work fine. Perfect. All right. What's up, Ken? Yeah, good. And you guys? Awesome, of course. Of course. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> I hope your wine tour is going well. Yeah. <laughs> your wine tours, yeah, on Friday and Saturdays. <laughs> I like this. This uh, We have the training program Monday through Thursday and then the wine tour on the weekends. This is how we deal with performance anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So take a few moments to kind of introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you do, and a bit of background about yourself. All right, so my name is Ken Medalich. I've been trading since 98. Um, started with futures contracts, um, in particular the um, stock indexes and the bonds. Moved to the mini, um, mini contracts and then, um, yeah, pretty much stayed with futures. In 2007, I started to look into... The simple question was, why is it that some days I have excellent success and the next day I don't? And I did the exact same thing yesterday as I did yesterday. And, you know, I've been very strong all of my life in terms of um, correlating things. And I really rate very high on psychological exams in terms of pattern recognition and things like that. And I could still couldn't decipher, I couldn't understand why there's a lack of congruency in this whole thing, regardless of how well you can have a routine, why is it that today something went horribly wrong? Yesterday was fantastic. Two days before that, it was like, you know, so-so. And it felt to me, and maybe some of the viewers will, will resonate with this, it felt to me sometimes like I was always tripping over something. That was like the image in my mind was like I'm tripping over a blade of grass all the time, like this same stumbling block, same stumbling block. And so in 2007, I really said, okay, this is enough. I have to really, really do something about this. It's more to do with it has less to do with the markets. It's got less to do with what markets are correlated with what. And so I got into the first thing I actually started to do, two things. One was I was started to rate everything. Every single thought I used to rate on a scale between one and five, everything, literally my entire trading process for every single security, I would rate myself between one and five for every single question I would ask myself as I would analyze the security. The second thing that I did was I video recorded myself when I was trading so that I could see my facial expressions, was I sometimes to start to gauge on myself how I was emotionally responding to the market because we're not aware of the small things that we do. And a lot of people will also resonate with me. Like for me, one of my eye-opening moments was when, when my wife, Michelle, looked at me once and she goes, you know, you always do that. And I went, no, I don't. She goes, always. That expression on your face is so routine that it's crazy. And I just went, I go, that's bad. You know what I mean? It's a bad sign when you don't even know what you're doing yourself. And so after I had reasonable success with quantifying, qualitatively quantifying my decision-making process, it really was enough evidence for me to say, okay, there is something in this and I need to devote 
all of my time, attention, and money into this. This really is going to pay off. I thought the project, I, and this is honestly, I thought the project was going to last about 12 months, and it's been nine years. And so you're constantly uncovering slight differences of what is the biology doing when I'm thinking this? Right? Like, and how does my biology, how does this thought respond to my biology, respond to my, what I say to myself? And also, how does that respond in terms of my actions, my behaviors? It can be small things. It can be eye blinking a lot. It could be tensing up when you're seeing the market doing a certain thing. And this is now starting to measure and manage ourselves and say, okay, hang on a second. I'm going into that tightening up situation. This really isn't a good thing if I'm in a trade and, and I feel like this. So maybe I should just get out of this trade because I'm going to get a heart attack if I keep on doing this. And, you know, I've been in some positions which have been financially, for me personally, very, very tough situations. I'll never forget one evening. I think that was a turning point for me. The amount of money that I had on the table at that point in time was, for me, a very large amount of money. And the pressure in my body and in my heart, I just said, okay, this is not a good thing. I have to change things. The money is not worth this amount of pressure and stress because you'll, you'll die. You get a heart attack at the age of 50 years old and what's the point? So nine years later, or you know, in the last couple of years, we had an alpha version. We presented that at the Canadian Annual Derivatives Conference in Quebec. That was a wonderful um, event held by the Montreal Derivatives Exchange. Went to Trine last year, presented at the International Hedge Fund Summit. Met Chris earlier this year, which was which was fantastic. It really is an, an excellent partnership. We we understand the markets, we understand ourselves as traders, we understand the grief and the pain that every single trader, regardless if you're Ray Dalio, if you're Paul Tudor Jones, or if you're someone who has totally blown his account, you know, ten times. There's a process of development that Chris and I both understand. We speak the same language, and I think the results that we've achieved in the last three months is testimony to the fact that we know what we're doing, and we're doing it for the right reasons. We want to enable people to – I said this to one of Chris's traders who's joined the Peak Performance Program. He said to me in his email, he said, I'm married and I have children, and I'm looking to devote a year – away from work to do this, what do you think? And I said, listen, you couldn't have asked a better person. I've married with two children and I've done it all with my wife and children going along this journey with me. And I said, so I gave him some advice from my point of view. The point is that the reason that we're doing this is to have everybody else not make as many mistakes as Chris and I did. That's the point. That's the motivation. There's no need for it. Yeah, and a couple of years back we met in uh, Montreal, I believe. Yeah, we we spoke, and you were telling me about kind of different traders who went through that program and what they achieved. They were basically beginning traders and went through that kind of trying to understand what happens when they trade. So share a couple of like examples of people that went through that program and that starts to kind of track their their biofeedback. What happened with them? So Lev, so for instance, Lev, Lev's doing example. Yeah, yeah. Lev as an example, he's now doing. I think he said to me two weeks ago that he, for last month, his success rate was something like 67% winning to losing trades, 17% return for the month, 
so he's still developing, and I would classify him as a solid break-even trader. He's developed well enough behaviors that the chances of him falling backwards is slim. The point which is very important for everyone, and I say that with a slight bit of caution. The caution is what Lev has and respects a lot is he has constant contact with me. And so he has, when he needs something, he'll send me, it doesn't even matter, like I turn my mobile phones off after you know 6 p.m. or whatever, after Chris and I finish, but I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have a message from Lev and he'll simply say something like, I really value your opinion and I'm just thinking about this. What do you think? Everybody, right? Doesn't matter how good you are, you can be Usain Bolt. You still need, you can be the best Olympic athlete in the world. You need someone to bounce ideas off when you're having those moments of doubt. And we all have them. We have moments of doubt. We have moments of weakness. We have moments when we're not sure should we open a live account or not? Should we increase our lot size? Are we ready? And everybody needs, to some point, needs a coach, needs a mentor, needs someone who's going to be able to provide the right word at the right time to keep your confidence up because you need to have a lot of confidence to cop the amount of losses that we all have you know, as we develop as traders. And so taking Lev as an example, Lev will continue to move forward because he constantly has a support team which is moving the safety net behind him. Every time he takes a couple steps forward, we push the safety net up as well. If Lev was to go totally on his own and say, you know, I tell Lev a lot, don't run, slow down, take it easy. If we get what happens a lot to us, we have a couple successes, then we go, oh man, now I'm going to increase the lot size. Wow, if I keep on going like this, I'm going to drive a Ferrari in about three months or six months or 18 months, right? Now, that mental shift causes you to fall down and it's a dramatic slide. So what Chris has been offering to his community and what we're doing with the Peak Performance Program is that especially for the guys who are taking on the tier two and tier three of the program, where you actually have contact with Chris and I, you're going to always be getting these words of encouragement, the right bit of information at the right period of time in order to continually move forward in a systematic and well-paced manner. That's really, it's really important to be well measured. And this is where Chris and I come in and can say, listen, we've seen this before on other people, you're going to trip over. So it's best that you just pull your head in and slow down. And people save mistakes. You don't make as many mistakes with that. It's awesome. And I've done that the second in the past of like having a coach, but then getting some results and then like putting the coach away because I, I felt I was good to trade. And then yes. I, went, I had to go back to the coach after because I didn't like progress at all. I was falling behind. And that's have a look, big mistake we can have, I think. Okay. Look at the best sports people in the world. Roger Federer has been at the top of his game for 15 years. He didn't get rid of his coach after 10 years being number one in the world. You know what I mean? Like these people should be consistently our 
they should be an example to us. You know, if a Roger Federer, who's won a Wimbledon, God knows how many times, and I think Michelle and once in Australia counted on the net how many consistent matches he's won in a row. It was something like over a year he did not lose a single match, right, for over a year. And this is the type of – and if a guy who's that sort of a routine still has not just one coach, has has an entourage of coaches to make sure he doesn't fall off the rails, who are you and I to say, ah, and again, this is when you need a coach to say, this is a pattern at here. You do this, you get too confident, overconfident, and you fall down. From now on, when you think of doing that, send me an email and we'll have a chat. And this is what Chris and I are offering to the guys that are in T2 and T3. Yeah, powerful, be powerful. We had a question earlier, and Chris or Ken, both of you can answer. The question was, uh, basically, what signals do you look for to determine that someone is not into his peak performance? Yeah, Chris. Well, I think we can both answer this. So the NeuroTrader program and software that we're using, it is monitoring your bio data and several different biological reactions that you're having, your psychophysiology in real time. And we have an AI behind an AI algorithm behind that that is observing your bio data and observing your patterns in real time. So the software through the wearable technology is constantly monitoring you. It's kind of like having Ken and I watching your trading all the time, except a much smarter version of us, like a way smarter version of us. And so what it's doing is, is it's picking up these various biological reactions and eventually it's learning patterns. Hey, when you start to kind of enter into this state, you're in an optimal state, you're in a flow, pull the trigger, fire away, you're good, you know, the chance of you making money are very high. But it's also going to start to find patterns about you as a trader that you're kind of in a suboptimal or non-optimal state right now. You should not be trading right. And so, you know, the software has the flexibility to either just notify you, hey, you're going off the reservation, or to completely mitigate your risk for you by not passing those trades through and saying, no, the probabilities of you making money right now are very small. And to me, that's one of the biggest advantages of the NeuroTrader technology and software is let's face it, the bigger problem with traders today in terms of performance and making money is not so much in terms of them making money uh, when they're in the right state. It's them making mistakes and that causing more problems. Oftentimes, one mistake can create a cascade effect, a psychological cascade effect. It did for me the first time I lost $25,000 in a trade. I had a psychological and biological cascade effect that took me six months to recover from. And that was by myself. I can't even imagine what it would be like if I had a technology that was right there with me through every trade, through every second of my trading, letting me know you're about to enter this state. We're going to pull the plug on your trades right now. Most of the challenges that traders experience is when they make mistakes and take a step back or they fall down. When they're succeeding, the main thing is that you have to worry about them getting overconfident or making sure that they don't get to a place where they're have so much testosterone in the system that they start over-risking. It's more of them avoiding them or helping them make less and less mistakes. So that this way, when you do make mistakes, it's not that big a setback. It's just a traditional 1% loss, half a percent loss, whatever. I can recover from that, no problem. You know, we want to get people to start make, stop making the big mistakes, and then we can start getting more granular so we can start improving performance on both ends. So 
that would be one way, but I'm sure Ken has some fantastic ideas around the sales. So Ken, what would you say? Yeah. I wanted to say, add two things to what Chris says. The number one thing, and I say to every single person, the most valuable thing that you have is your confidence. You should never risk your confidence. And this is what Chris said about the cascade effect. The moment you put your confidence, you expose your confidence that you actually are vulnerable of hurting yourself, of your confidence and your self-esteem. The chances of being hit are high, and it only takes a very, very small hit for you to start to self-doubt. And in trading, you cannot allow yourself to get into a pattern where you self-doubt and are afraid to pull the trigger. That is catastrophic. So I say to everybody, everybody that I've ever spoken to as a trader, when they ask me what is the number one thing that they should do, I turn around and say, you must protect your confidence and your self-esteem. It's worth more than the money. So for me personally, if it's, oh, wow, I'm going to risk my self-confidence with this trade and potentially make $10,000, I will rather choose my self-confidence. I'm not going to take the trade. If I feel very confident and my self-esteem is in place and I'm centered and I can potentially make $10,000, but it's not going to cost me my self-confidence, then I'll take the trade. But my self-confidence, I'm always banking on my self-confidence, and that's my goal, to maintain my composure, my self-esteem, my confidence. Those things then reflect themselves in biology. Then you have, you know, your peripheral temperature is high. Your breath rate is excellent. Your heart rate is excellent. Your skin conductance is low. Your biology is a reflection of your state of mind. Right? That's all it is. When you think a certain thought, if you think about it often enough, like, you know, if do you want to hyperventilate? Okay. Just put yourself, or do you want to get depressed? Just think, sit down. Dr. Van Tharp does some excellent exercises, or he did, I, I don't know where he's at to now, but years ago, he said, he goes, just take the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and go into as dark as a place as you possibly can. Right? Now, when you take his, what he was doing as a psychologist and you take it a step forward, which is what we've done with Neurotrade with psychophysiology, measure that, right? And that's a perfect experiment. Think about really, really deep, dark thoughts and now watch and see, feel your fingers, experience your heart rate, experience your muscle tension, and you're certainly not going to be sitting there like you're sitting on a beach on a nice summer day, you know what I mean? Your body's going to feel different. And so when we take that, those simple little examples, now put yourself in a trade. So whatever you're thinking at that point in time is generating a certain type of a vibe. And that vibe, as it starts to change the resonance of each of your cells, and this is what psychophysiology is. You know, if you go and yell at someone or you just start yelling, you will notice that your heart starts changing. You can feel your your veins in your neck pop up. You can feel your your throat shake and all these sorts of things. That's psychophysiology. You know, it's telling us that you're in a certain type of a state. But the state came second to thinking in your mind, oh, man, I'm really going to let this guy have it now, right? And then you physically go and do it. So it's a state of mind first, same as in trading. So. If you can control that self-esteem, if you can cushion and protect your self-confidence, that's going to resonate itself in the type of biology that you have. If you risk your self-confidence and get into the point where you're afraid and you're second-guessing, well, once again, that's going to reflect itself. It's simply a mirror. And as I say, and I said in the presentation in London the other day, 
a guy who has never traded before in his life came here to the office a couple of months ago. And it was just, it was wonderful to see him. He's, he's looking at me going, should I, should I, should I buy or should I sell or should I buy or sell? And he's just, you can just look at that and you can see his heart rate going up and down crazy. You know what I mean? Of course it's going to be, you know what I mean? And so these are the things that as traders, we really, really have to be careful of. It's to recognize that we're creating our own biology and our biology then makes us, you know, either press the right button or press the wrong button. So this is how we see when, when a trader is making the same mistakes or not making the same mistakes. And then again, you, you develop these patterns. And again, what Chris says, you know, you develop these neurological pathways, you start to, the, the pathways start to widen and get stronger. And therefore, you consistently, habitually do certain things. We are all creatures of habit. The only question is, are we creatures of good habits or bad habits or somewhere in between, right? The machine is always working. We can't stop the machine from doing what it does. The only thing is, are we using it constructively or destructively? And it literally is the thing, constructive or destructive. Either you're making money or your account size is going down. And that reflects your state of mind. Some people consistently, not only are they ruining their financial accounts, but they're ruining their own health and the relationships around themselves. I'm great at everything, but my trading is really bad. No, you're most probably everything is pretty bad, or you're most probably everything is pretty good. Yeah. Etienne, can I say something that Ken said that was quite, you know, quite powerful? So yeah, what Ken is talking about is two things here. He's talking about protecting your psychological capital. You have to mm -hmm. protect your financial capital, but you also have to protect your psychological capital. And he's talking about your confidence. Think about it. Do you, look at Roger Federer or look at Cristiano Ronaldo or Leonardo Messi or look at Tom Brady. You will see confidence in their mindset, in their words, in their actions, in their speech, in their training. And if that's not there, then they are addressing that problem on the spot. Because yeah. these are, you know, when we look at elite performers in all sports, in all fields, one thing that they're protecting the most besides their physical health is their psychological capital, their mindset. If they see themselves going off the rails, they, you better believe they're doing something about it to fix that because they know when they perform without confidence, it's going to be a problem. It's going to, they, even with all those skills, they are going to underperform. And so, and that's you know, when they have that and, and performance anxiety. You know, if you are performing without confidence, you're going to experience performance anxiety. That's going to show up in your biology. That's going to be reflective in the thoughts you have. And that's going to manifest in the decisions you make and the buttons you press. And so what Ken said there was just, it's crucial for traders to understand how important that is. I've, I've watched interviews with professional sports people that state the correlation between being off psychologically that day and getting injured in the same day. Yes. It's yeah. perfectly correlated. Something's upsetting you, your mother, your father, your whatever. You know, something in your personal life has gone off. You walk out on the field. Maybe you didn't stretch like you usually do because you're occupied in your mind. You say, well, that's, that's enough. Or you're so fixated on the problem at home that you go into a slide tackle the wrong way and you actually get injured and you put a ligament in your knee. This is how it happens. And the same thing in trading. Yeah. And Except the injuries are, are financial and psychological, not physical. Yeah. That's, yeah that's <laughs> you, but people experience them just the same. I've experienced them. Ken has experienced them. And they're not easy to get out of. And especially without mentors or coaches, even harder because you're the person who brought yourself into that state. 
And so clearly you have some, you know, problems or issues that are affecting your performance. That's where coach and mentorship comes in. The best performers, Roger Federer, Tom Brady, Michelle Ronaldo, Leon Messi, they have multiple coaches to help them with those processes. Because trust me, they have moments where they're not totally psychologically confident in that moment. And that's where the coaches come in to help them say, look, this is what you need to focus on. This is how we can fix this. Start doing this. And then they pick up their game, and then now they're playing exactly the way they were before. They're right back at performing at an elite level. Because there's two things to remember. Number one is they're human, as we all are. Everybody has arguments. Everybody has misunderstandings. Let's just be even more polite. Everybody has misunderstanding. Everybody has doubt and all these things. The second point, which is really important, which goes to what Chris said, just to support it. Having dealt with, worked with an Olympic coach, he told me, one of the first things he said to me was, the scrutinizing, they scrutinize every applicant that turns up. So these are people who are already the best in their state and one of the best in their country at whatever they do. They scrutinize the people who they hang out with, the types of relationships that they have with their parents and their siblings. They go through everything and they want to find and make sure that they live within a supportive environment because the competition is so tough that if you're lacking in any one of those areas or you have someone turn around and say, oh, what are you trading for? That's a waste of time. Go and get a job like your brother. You know what I mean? Like if you have even anybody say these sorts of things, creates self-doubt. And you sit there and you're thinking, I made a loss today. Maybe I really should get another job. Well, now you're not going to trade well. You know what I mean? Because you're doubting your own capacity and ability to overcome challenges, which we all have to face. So again, this is the power of, Neurotrader, developing the hedge fund is that you a large reason why most retail traders fail is because they're sitting there by themselves in the bedroom or in their office and they're trying to do it by themselves in an industry and in a sport which is so tough that it's difficult to make it on your own. It's a, an, an anomaly to be able to make it on your own without having some form of support staff, whether that's an excellent spouse whether that's another partner that you trade with, whether that's an excellent analyst or an accountant that's also in your team, you need these things. And, you know, with the hedge fund this and with the whole NeuroTrader pilot program with, with Second Sky, so this is exactly what we're doing. We know what it takes to develop peak traders. We know what it takes to develop the best hedge fund in the world. We're not going out there just to become a hedge fund and make returns like everyone else. We're going out there to truly break the paradigm in the financial industry and develop something that everybody other, and I mean people like BlackRock, Credit Suisse, UBS, Bank of America, will want to copy and paste off us. There was an article whilst I was in London last week in the Financial Times. There's a, there's a couple hedge funds now that they're using AI to monitor past trades and correlate it to day and time. So, and they're, they're creating pop-ups that turn up and say, John, you know, the last time you betted this much with this sort of, you know, volatility in the market on a Wednesday morning, um, the trade was bad. So maybe you shouldn't take this trade. They're, they're, so there's a couple of funds out there and they call it quant quantum mental analysis or something like that, right? And as I'm reading this, this article, the day of our presentation, I'm just thinking, I go, and these guys are falling short from where we are. Like, we do that. Plus, 
we're not just going to tell you that based upon past history, you might make a mistake today because you've made a mistake for the last three Wednesdays in a row. We're telling you that today you're not going to make a mistake like you did last Wednesday because your heart rate, your breath rate, your skin conductance and your temperature are totally different to what they were yesterday. So don't be afraid. Take the trade. Yeah. And this is why we're ahead of everyone else. And the thing is, I feel like it's easy to learn these things. It's like what not to do when you're in a certain state, but you cannot really do it when you trade. It's really hard to notice and do it and apply it then. So I want to just talk about the NeuroTrader program or are we like an hour in? So tell people what that program is. I know you have a few levels, a few things, including the edge fund. So talk about the whole thing and explain to people what it's about. Ken, why don't you jump in and start with this one? All right. So we have three types of programs. We have a developing trader program an intermediate program, and a professional program. The difference in those is your level of commitment. That's really what it's all about. Developing trader program is for someone who turns around and says, listen, I'm totally new in the market. I want to get my feet wet first. I want to work, learn what this is all about. And if I feel really good about this, then I'll commit more and I'll take on some of your coaching and things like that. Intermediate the intermediate level is for someone who says, I've traded and I'm not very successful, but I know I have it in me if I was to get the right infrastructure and the right coaching. I know I could make it, right? And so these are the guys who know that they're committed towards doing it, and so they pay that extra amount. So the first amount is, or the first tier is, the developing trader pays $149 a month for, for our service. The intermediate program, he pays $499 because he has access to he has access to Chris and I. Then you have the third group of people. And these are the, the what we call the professional trader program. And this is for the guys who say, I know that I want to trade in a peak state and I want to make money out of this. And whether that means that I exclusively live off this or I don't, I know that when I do this, I want to do this like the best in the world. I want the psychological support. I want the trading trainer support. I want to know about my psychophysiology. I want to know about my biology. I want to know why I do why I do when I do it. And I want to have all of the software to back me up so that I can be a big better in the field of trading. And that's $699 a month. Regardless of whether you join us as a developing trader, intermediate, or a peak performer, or a professional, you have the opportunity of trading for our hedge fund. This is the world's very first fully online hedge fund, first in the world. No one's ever done this. And so that means no matter where you live, no matter where you trade from, you have a computer, Bluetooth connection, and an internet connection, you can, if you demonstrate the right qualities, trade for our hedge fund. So, and why are we able to do that? Because we're monitoring the fund's risk by monitoring your biology. So we have all of the risk management parameters in place in terms of position sizing, asset allocation, portfolio design, all the correlations. We do all that just like everybody else does. But in addition to that, we can turn around and say, okay, John's heart rate is this today. John is not in a peak state today. We're going to really decrease the amount of lot sizes that John's going to trade today in order to protect him and also to protect the fund. So that's my angle and Chris jumping in and nice. I just want to add to that first. The links are below. Initially, you have two links. The first one is the new trader site, and the second one is about a presentation and like the fund that I think Chris did. That's a, those are both two links. You can check them out. 
And uh, I can learn more about this from there. But uh, Chris, any other thoughts on that? Anything you want to add? Yeah, so if you look at all elite performers in all athletic fields, there are four things that you will see in their training model, which is that their feedback is quantified. Their feedback is non-voluntary, so it's automatic. It's ongoing. And it is specifically tailored to them. So Roger Federer has coaches that are giving feedback that are specifically tailored to his game and people who know him inside and out. There are people monitoring his data in terms of the swing speed, in terms of the speed of the ball leaving the racket, you know, and the serves, how many forehands he's doing. Everything is quantified. So when you look at elite performers, they always have those four components in their feedback model. Our hedge fund provides that, and the wearable technology and the software provides that. We are giving you an opportunity to get elite-level feedback, quantified scientific feedback based upon their performance in real time that's always monitoring it. And that is a unique advantage. You're basically getting a chance to get an incredibly smart version of Ken and myself always watching your trading, always giving you feedback. You get the mentorship that we offer. But are you getting a chance to get funded and have a software and AI behind you that is monitoring your performance and finding patterns in your trading and in your performance that no human can? And so the opportunity here is amazing because you get a chance to trade from home and you don't have to worry. So many things that if you were on your own, you would have to figure out yourself. What are the best instruments to trade? What time frame should I be trading? What should be my average holding time? What should be my risk parameters? When should I not be trading? You have to figure that out all on your own if you are by yourself. And maybe you pay for a mentor in some sort of course that can give you some of that feedback. But the difference is with our program is that we're giving you an opportunity that every second that you are on the charts making trades or even when you're practicing that the software is monitoring everything and we can do all that decision for you. You don't even have to think about it. All you need to do is show up, find your patterns in the market and trade, and we will handle all of the rest for you. It's a support system like no other. And really I can't tell you how much I would I would have killed to have paid, not killed, but I would have paid a lot of money to have that opportunity 18 years ago. I can't even tell you where I'd be today if I had that opportunity 18 years ago. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that they want to do everything in trading. That's the mistake. You have to let go of the ego, right, that tells you, I want to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this and I know how to do this and simply become a specialist at what you do. That is to be a trader. Yes. When you simplify your life and you just think about entering and exiting, like how many times has everybody out there built a system, regardless of what it is, whether it's Excel, Excel and Word, whether it's using, you know, you're writing your own program, your own database, whatever. Regardless of what it is, how many times have you built something and not used the whole thing? Like one thing is to build a system. The other thing is to run it the way that you built it. Every single day, most people make too complicated a system. It's fantastic the way they built it. It really deserves, you know, a a trophy. But it's so time intensive that they can't manage it for sometimes not even a week, let alone to be able to run the same system, right, in terms of checking are you in the right state, 
on how much money do you have on the market, what security should we be doing, and your correlation in terms of the, the assets that you have, the money that you have on the table in terms of the different asset classes. Like, that's why people create banks and hedge funds. It's, it's to have the support system that does the math for you. And you simply get a report and you look at it and say, oh, wow, I'm overweighted with um, Apple shares. I, I need to decrease some of my, some of my Apple shares. Where as individual traders, we try to do this all by ourselves. And that's why you're not so motivated to trade because it's so much work because you've burdened yourself with a system that is great. It shows a lot of your knowledge, but you can't run it every day. It's like taking a, you know, a Formula One car to go buy milk every day. It's just ridiculous. You're just not going to do it. Better to walk down the street. Yeah. Think about this like uh, an elite athlete, like Tom Brady, who's considered one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Do you think he's creating his training program every day in terms of what he practices? No, that's what a coach does. Do you think he's deciding what exercises and what things he has to do? No, that's what his trainer's for. So, you know, what does he get to do? And he gets to go on the field and play football. And that's why they pay him millions and millions of dollars to do that because they say, look, we're going to take care of all this. We're going to take care of your uniforms, your wrists, all these things, the plays that you're going to decide. We're going to take care of all of that. You just go out there and throw the football and manage the field and manage the team. But you know, the flip side of that is, Chris, which is just a light bulb went off into my head. But he's – so, yes, they do that. But you know what the key is in that whole relationship? He's one of the rare people in the world that turns around and says, I'm humble enough to only focus on my job. Yes. Right? This is the best guys in the world. You watch them, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi. They just go to work. In inverted commas, right? They go to the stadium with their football boots in their hands, sometimes not even that because that's waiting for them. Just turn up. They're told, just think about the match. We're going to take care of everything else. So it's not just about the support that they're offered, but why did these people succeed, right? The support staff is there for everybody on the planet, right? There's millions of people who've tried to make it in football, right? Why is it that only a handful of people made it? Because this handful of people acknowledged that they're not supposed to worry about everything else and they've let that to the responsibility of other people and they only focus on their one job. My trading, two things changed my trading dramatically in my life. One thing is that every time when I finally recognize that when I go into the office, I say to myself, I don't need to make a trade today. That was for me. I can go home tonight. So I, was, I used to, this was when I was in, in, I was trading in the evenings and I knew that I could go home and I could tell my wife that I didn't make a trade and everything would be okay. Right. And so I would only take a trade if I really, really felt like taking the trade. I had no pressure to take it. And the second big change in my life as a trader was when I turned around and said, I'm going to simplify my life so much that I only care about my entry and exit. And I only do it once a day. I trade one security. I take one shot every single day. I make sure because I've only got one shot. I make sure that I do it as best as I possibly can every single day. My life is so easy. And I, and I, and I don't waste my mental energy on a million things. I can focus for an hour and a half, not move from my table and just watch one security, just like a hunter who's sitting in the forest waiting for the bear to walk out. That's all I do every single day. And that's peak performance. Massive. So I want to answer a couple of questions. People had some questions about that. Someone was asking about the cost. And here's the thing about the cost. 
it's really easy, I think, with those kind of with those type of programs to get the return on your investment. What if you spend seven hundred dollar a month to make ten k a month? Right? That's kind of logical. So people are wondering also the cost, but then what are the requirements to be able to join and trade for the hedge fund? So in terms of the cost, we have to be. This is another a big problem in trading, and Van Tharp has been speaking about this for like twenty or thirty years. In order to get a BA, a bachelor's degree in university, which if you do a bachelor's degree after four years, you get it, you can most probably get a salary of $50,000 a year, right? The four years you've got to study for to get 50K. My wife did a PhD in psychology. Her first job was, I think, $25,000. Spent 10 years at university. And her degree cost us $250,000. Now, someone wants to turn around and say, I you know, don't want to invest $7,000 and I don't want to invest one or two years, but I want to make $10,000 a month. And that doesn't, just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Every single person has to be prepared on if you believe that you can make it, it's an investment like anything else in the world, right? Whether you're investing in your education, which you are when you do a program like this, or you're investing in a business, you're investing in real estate, or whatever it is, you still have to wait or, or you're putting your money in a term deposit. You're not going to put it in a term deposit today in a, in a month's time, go to the bank and say, I want to double my money. Where's the rest of my money? No one's going to do that. But they expect these strange expectations in terms of trading. Trading is no different to everything else in the world. You have to put in the money. You have to invest. You have to feel it. Again, this goes back to psychology. My wife says this all the time. You can't do things for free because people need to feel that they're sacrificing for it. You love this so much that you will part money for it. That's what the point is. So you have to invest your time and your money, and you have to turn around and say, regardless of how long it takes, I'm going to get there. We all have different growth rates, and our growth rate changes from you know month to month, year to year. Sometimes you have growth spurts, even just intellectually and emotionally. You have growth spurts, and then all of a sudden, sometimes you feel like, Nothing's changing, you know, and then at other times you feel like, wow, man, I got so much done today or I got so much done this month, you know. So you have to allow for this natural process to occur and you have to be prepared to sacrifice and commit yourself to something. So say, for instance, if someone goes into the intermediate program, someone, you need to turn around to them and say, okay, this I'm going to take one to two years in my life to become a professional trader. And I know that if I do the right things for the next one to two years, I'm set for life. This is the reality of our business. This is why everybody gets involved in this. If you succeed at this one endeavor and maintain it, you are set for life. You can trade one to two hours a day. And for the rest of the afternoon, you can go and enjoy yourself, not silly enjoyment, but you can have a very, very nice quality lifestyle. Come back in the evening, mentally prepare yourself. The next morning, hit your job again. The other third liberating thing for me was in trading was if a peak soccer player, right, all the guys that we've already named today, the guys that play in Serie A, they're playing in the, in the league in, in Spain, if these guys play no more than an hour and a half a day, and are only expected to do that three to four days a week, right, to be at a peak state. How can I expect to be at a peak state for four hours or six hours? And, again, this is the Olympic coach said this to me. He said, Kenny, he goes, I don't get your sport in one area. 
He goes, how is it that you're expected to trade for eight hours in a day? He goes, you cannot. And he's a doctor of sports psychology. He said, it's impossible for you to maintain a peak physical and psychological state for eight hours. This is just ridiculous. No wonder people are, people are making so many mistakes in trading. And at the end of the year, they do a 4% return on assets under management. And everybody's clapping, of course, when you've beaten the dog and the horse to a, to a pop. So really what we're talking about is an hour and a half to two hours of a day when you develop these disciplines and have the support staff. And that's why it's not expensive. It's a very, very cheap thing to get into. $500 a month for the next year, you know what I mean? And to come out trading for a hedge fund, I think is cheap in terms of what you get. Yeah, exactly. And how does the hedge fund work? Is there a process to be accepted or do people get the money right away? What do they have to go through first? Chris, you want me to do this one, Ken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so first off, the any if you were to trade for any hedge fund or want to trade for any hedge fund, you're going to go through barriers of entry. You're going to go through a training program. I had to go through a training program. And so when I first traded for my hedge fund. So what it is basically is the first requirement is that you have to join the program. It doesn't matter what tier. You can join it to developing, intermediate, or pro. Just join any tier of the program. The second thing that we're looking for is consistency of behavioral parameters. So are you consistently executing on the same instruments? Are you consistently executing on the same risk parameters? Are you consistently executing at the same times of the day? So we're looking for consistent behavioral profiles because through that, as I talked about, what's the first stage of becoming a successful trader? Developing consistency and discipline in what you execute. Mm. And then from there, we have a very low bar for you to get funded by us. We're only asking for a 1% return or better over a six-month period with consistent returns across that. And the reason why we can say that and say, hey, you only need to be 1% profitable is because of the AI behind our system is going to eventually learn your patterns so well that it eventually will help you avoid making mistakes and it will find opportunities to make money when you're not even finding them or will find opportunities to not lose money when you are losing them through your own trading. So the AI has the capacity to monitor your trading and be like, mm, these days of the week, you tend to do really bad. We're not going to pass these trades through for you. So then we avoid you making certain losses. And so, and on top of it, it can find certain opportunities. Yeah, this is a state where he tends to make a lot of money. We're going to trade on another account that same trade, but we're going to load up on it. So there's opportunities for you to make money and join with a very low bar of entry. You know, if I went to, when I tried to apply for the hedge fund back in 2006, if I went in and said, yeah, I only made 1% over six months, they wouldn't have even talked to me beyond that conversation. That conversation would have ended right there. So we've created three very low bars of entry. Join any tier of the program, consistent behavior profiles, complete the program, and over a six-month period that you are able to do 1% or better. If you can do that, we'll fund you. Because that is lower barriers of entry than almost any other hedge fund on the planet. And because Chris mentioned this point very early in when I, when I joined the call, and that was that the ability to mitigate risk, right, is profound in terms of profitability. And it's, it's everybody can do this very, very simple calculation. If you've got a 50% success rate, so you've got five out of 10 winning, losing trades. If you're losing a dollar on every five and you're gaining five, right, you're a break-even trader. Utilizing our technology, if we just take away two of your losing trades and we don't help you, for instance, if we only recognize in a really bad shape 
and we take away two trades, right? We don't allow you to process those two losing trades. That means now you've only made eight trades, you've got five winners, and you've got three losers, and now you're actually a profitable trader without trading any better than what you currently are now. So we can take this is with the 1% thing. You can be a losing trader, and if we catch two of your losses, you're a break-even trader. If you're a break-even trader, we'll catch two of your losses and you're actually a profitable trader. That's the point of why our hedge fund is is so, so revolutionary. Exactly. Uh, someone was asking, Alejandro was asking, is it 1% on average per month or is it total on the six-month period? Wow. Total over that six-month period. Wow. That's a low bar. Yeah. That's a very low bar. I have a lot of traders. I have hundreds of traders who already meet that requirement right now. In fact, I'm willing to bet there's probably dozens of people who are listening to this webinar right now or this interview right now that already meet that requirement. Yeah. And, you know, Ken said something really interesting. If we can just mitigate two different mistakes or two different losses, your performance changes drastically. I do, with all of my students, I do a comprehensive analysis after they've done 100 plus trades and I put it through 20 plus metrics. I have yet to find a single trader where I couldn't find a leak or a mistake or a problem. And many times when we eliminate just these problems alone, they go from either break even to making money or from losing to break even. It's there's a very fine line between losing money and break even. And the line is even finer between break even and making money. It's usually not that you have to get more wins. It's more often that you have to mitigate your mistakes. Ninety five percent of the accounts that I've reviewed of my students, it's more about if we can reduce the mistakes here, the mistakes here, and the mistakes here, they're making money hand over fist. That's how close they are. And I present this to them, and my students are like, wow, I thought it was so far from here because I haven't made money for six months. And I'm like, you need to get rid of that instrument, you need to change your risk profile here, and you need to stop trading this pattern right here. And now you're at a 12% gain over the last year. And then they're like, oh my God, I never even knew I was that close. People yeah. do not realize how close they actually are to making money trading. That's it. It's removing a few mistakes and you're there. Yep. Yeah. And people complaining about the fact that they cannot find capital to trade, that doesn't hold anymore. That, that's not true because they have always get capital. That goes away. You know, it doesn't matter if you have $500 or $5,000 in your account or $500,000. You know, the bottom line is you no longer have to worry about that. That's what we were talking about earlier. We will handle these things. You just focus on trading. If you can trade and show us that you can perform, we will get you the capital, more capital than you can get on your own. Oh, Way sure. more capital than you can get on your own. So but why even bother with that? Money is not the problem. Money is not the problem. The problem is people committing and being consistent and developing within an environment that understands that it's going to take a certain period of time. And this, again, this goes back to the coaching. As human beings, we get so demoralized that we haven't achieved more than what we did. And then for to have Chris and I turn around and say, actually, you're doing exceptionally well. You know, a month ago you were here. It's this objectivity that you end up getting from people who know what they're talking about. It's like going to a doctor and speaking to someone who is a specialist. This guy's going to have an objective opinion of your state, which is going to be better than your own. He's going to come at it from a certain angle and he's going to be able to enlighten your own self-image and your own self-process and turn around and say, wow, I never thought about that. Like what Chris said, this is, it's monumental. If people really understood 
how close you are to actually being a profitable trader, everybody, and I mean everybody, will join. And you'll see what's going to happen after we finish this pilot program next August. We've told everybody the prices will go up because the demand will skyrocket. I had an email from New York yesterday. They said to me, they go, who literally uh, quoted, who wouldn't want to have their psychophysiology um, uh, monitored every day as a trader? That's what they wrote to me in an email. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. It's pretty so the price will just go up. If you're there, if you're committed that you want to do this, then you need to sacrifice something. Either go out only once a week, sacrifice one, one night of, of going out and drinking because you're going to invest in yourself and you're going to get, invest in the best trading program that is currently on offer anywhere in the world. Excellent. Awesome. Guys, appreciate it. And uh, thank you, uh, Chris and Ken, for being here. Really awesome advice and really cool opportunity for people to join. So if you guys have any questions, just make sure you leave a comment below or contact Chris or Ken. So that's your question. And then links to me below if you're watching the replay and you want to check out the program. Also in the chat. And, uh, and that's it. Any last word of advice to Chris? Anything you want to mention for to, to finish up with? Ken said something at the end there, and, and this is something that elite performers have realized, that there's a lot of things you can invest your time and money in, but the best thing you can always invest in is yourself. There's no better investment than investing in yourself, in your skills, in your training, in your mindset, in your health. You do that, and you'll get the best returns on not just your trading, but your life as well. That is the best investment you can always make. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll catch you back here pretty soon. Thanks. Thank you. So that's it, guys. I hope you like this interview with Chris Capri. If you are interested in the Neural Trader program, we'll have all the links in the episode description over at disastertrade.com forward slash 172. disastertrade.com forward slash 172. And I hope that can be useful. If you have any questions for Chris, feel free to reach out to him. We'll have the details there also in the show notes. And on that note, I look forward to you guys in the next episode of the Disaster Trade Podcast. Ciao.